When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Ah, we knew it was coming. Wind chills suddenly back in the forecast for today. How are you, everybody? It's the fabulous Farm Bay Pam Youngke along with you. Unfortunately, I'm afraid wind chills are going to become a part of our reality starting today. Looks like we are going to see sunshine this morning, but then clouds roll in this afternoon. It's going to be windy with gusts up to 30 miles an hour possible and daytime highs. Not much better than 33 degrees, and that's probably going to be later today. Tonight, cloudy and breezy down to 27. Just a slight chance that we might pick up a little bit more snow tonight into Thursday morning. Then for Thursday, sunshine and still kind of breezy. 33 are expected high. Friday, we're looking at partly sunny skies and 17 as the high. Saturday, partly sunny and 18 as the high. Sunday, cloudy skies with maybe a little more snow coming in, 29 our expected high. Stumach will give us more weather details in about 15 minutes or so. You know, if you're not involved in production agriculture today, I think you might be surprised, even a little shocked, to know how much technology the average Wisconsin farm is using. Software programs, uh, important technology in the milking parlor, in our tractors, our combine calves, it all comes together to hopefully help farmers get their job done a little bit easier with more information available at the touch of a mouse pad and also making sure that they're trying to save a little bit more money. We're going to talk about some new precision technology coming in 2021 before we finish up the show today. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Well, insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance, the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, is here for you even when the weather isn't. With crop hail damage, protect your operation from hail, fire, lightning, and more. Visit RuralMutual.com slash farm. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. One of the questions I get asked the most, when are we going to get vaccinated? Bob Bosold here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. In most people's minds, this COVID pandemic has gone on long enough. Let's get through it. And uh, I have to admit, I don't know the answer to that question about the vaccine request, when it's going to happen. Pam, you got an answer? Well, I don't think anybody does, Bob. Fabulous farm bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. But I'll tell you, those questions precipitated some action by over 15 of our Wisconsin agriculture organizations, commodity groups, associations. You know, what about farmers? What about farm workers? What about those food uh, assembly folks? Uh, you know, if you stop and think about the disruption that happened in the marketplace in early 2020 with this pandemic, you would think that government officials would get the hint that agriculture is pretty doggone important. Well, 
that's not the case. The latest Phase 1B rollout of the COVID vaccine uh, absolutely overlooked all of agriculture, and that inspired a letter. I talked about it with Tamas Houlihan, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers, on uh, exactly what that letter is designed to do and why they believe that Wisconsin agriculture, our farm workers, our farmers, and our food processing group has to be at the top of the list when it comes to Phase 1B. Well, we knew that the vaccine vaccine distribution was going to be happening um, very soon. And so we had been pushing to have food and ag workers included in, in these vaccination distribution plans back in November, December. But it was just recently that the State Disaster Medical Advisory Committee um, made some you know, recommendations, I think they are at this point, as far as who gets the vaccines and in what priority. And so they're, they're taking comments now on their recommendations, and we were very troubled by the recommendation that they made that would exclude food and ag workers from Phase 1B of the COVID-19 vaccine allocation. And so we're happy that they're taking comments, and we are going to encourage our farmers to submit comments as have a bunch of the agricultural organizations in the state. Uh, we signed on to a, a very um, forceful letter saying that, you know, food and, and ag workers are critical to providing and maintaining the food supply that not only our state but the entire country and countries beyond rely upon. And so administering the vaccine is essential to our workforce and it's essential for these industries to continue feeding American families. You know, it's kind of a it's it's a tricky situation because obviously everybody believes that they are valuable, that they are critical. But one would have thought, after all of the market disruption we witnessed earlier this year, that uh, the Department of Health Services would have found farmers and those frontline workers far more critical than apparently they have. Right. I mean, our industry has worked really hard to protect our workers and make sure that they're safe while keeping our food supply chain operational and uninterrupted throughout the pandemic. And farm and food production workers have a documented increased risk of acquiring infection because of their increased exposure to COVID-19. They have an increased risk of transmitting the disease to others because they work in close proximity to each other And in some agricultural settings, they live together in communal housing, and they travel to work using shared transportation. And so the demographics of our workforce highlights that a significant percentage of the population has a limited ability to miss work. You know, they can't work from home when they're working in a potato packing shed or a a potato processing facility. And so they have a greater risk of financial hardship if they do miss work. Do you have any concerns, Tamas, as we move forward on this, uh, trying to reach rural Wisconsin with an effective COVID vaccine protocol rollout could be quite challenging. Are you hearing uh, commodity groups, farm associations, anybody talking about the logistics if farmers and frontline workers make it to the top of the phase 1B list? You know, that's a really good point and one that we haven't had a lot of discussion on. Um, right now, we're more concerned with just making sure we're eligible to get these vaccines. I mean, I'm confident we can figure out the logistics and make sure we get it to our, our farm workers. But the way it looks right now, we're not prioritized, and those farm workers are at risk. And so our top 
concern right now is is letting the this committee that worked on on the vaccine distribution know how important it is for our workers to at least be eligible for the vaccine. But that is a good point. Um, you know, if they change their course and if we are eligible, we'll have to work hard on, on making it accessible and, and helping with the distribution. So let me ask you how we can be most effective getting that message to Department of Health Services and to the, the state group that's overseeing the uh, COVID protocol. What kinds of messages do you encourage farmers, agribusiness owners, uh, butchers, meat processors, anybody that's connected with the food industry, what kind of points do you think they need to continue to stress, Tamas, to make sure we're getting a consistent message to that board? Well, the big thing is just that we we believe food production and agricultural workers are critical to providing and maintaining the food supply that that everyone relies upon and that administering the vaccine is essential to this workforce. Um, and they, they need to send letters or shoot emails to Secretary-Designee Andrea Palm at the Department of Health Services. Um, there's a specific email, and I don't know if you want me to read it off to you, but um, that maybe we should. It's dhssdmac at dhs.wisconsin.gov. And we can express our concerns over their initial recommendations and say, you know what, we really need the vaccines for our food production and agricultural workers. Now, I know that they're closing the conversations per se on uh, the 19th. Have you been led to believe that they're still going to be listening to the plea of farmers and agribusinesses beyond that, no matter what happens with the Phase 1B? Well, we think so. And, and we do know that it's a very tight deadline to make our points heard. Um, we're telling all our growers, all our farmers to contact um, the, the Department of Health Services by Monday just to make sure that they have this before, you know, they can come out and, and make their actual plans. And so, yeah, I think they will listen to us. I mean, we have a long list of agricultural organizations that signed on to the letter that I referred to earlier I mean, everyone from the Dairy Business Association to, you know, the, the cheesemakers and the pork producers and the Soybean Association, and I'm, of course, with the potato and vegetable growers, but the cranberry growers, the farmers union, all these agricultural groups that are so important in our state um, are saying, hey, we've, you know, we already had issues with labor. I mean, finding good labor is one of our number one issues in good times. But, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, we've got to make sure we have a workforce or it could jeopardize the food supply. Tamas Houlihan, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers, who joined with over 15 other Wisconsin agriculture organizations, formally asking the Wisconsin Department of Health Services to include farmers, farm workers, and food processing workers in on their Phase 1B COVID-19 vaccine rollout. That phase had already included first responders, teachers, child care workers, uh, people 70 years of age and older, as well as prisoners and those that live in congregate living settings. Now they want farmers, farm workers, and food processing workers included in as well. Public comment period closed on Monday, but Houlihan says they are still encouraging all people involved in agribusiness, farmers, 
agribusiness owners as well as those employees to stay engaged in the process and consider sending an email to the Department of Health Services calling attention to the importance of Wisconsin's agricultural workforce. You can find more details on their website, wisconsinpotatoes.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When you hear that number, you know it's going to be a good call. Like the weekly specials you'll find every week at UW Provision. Game day, any day. It's always a good call to stop at UW Provision. Stock up on all your snacks and entrees for the big game at UW Provision. Local source foods in Sun Prairie and the meat market in Middleton. Check out this week's specials. Frozen jalapeno poppers, miscellaneous cut pork loin, onion rings, sliced American cheese, and Hebrew national hot dogs. As a contractor, time is money. At Advanced Concrete, we pride ourselves on excellent service, like being on time with your delivery, having prompt and experienced drivers. We think you'll agree, Advanced Concrete outperforms the other guys. The concrete producing company, the contractors rely on Advanced Concrete. Producing concrete foundations to maintain concrete relationships. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. We don't offer greasy handshakes or kiss babies on the forehead to get your vote. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. We hope you elect Tom's Auto Center for our overall genuine knowledge of complete auto repair. We really do want to make your car great again. Stay safe, drive safe. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Tom's Auto Center. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Yeah, and those rough hands are about to get rougher because I'll tell you what, if you haven't been outside yet this morning, it's quite a little change. Single digits for most of the state of Wisconsin this morning and a little bit more snow than what I had expected. Time to talk weather. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live uh, via Skype. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was just telling Stu, yesterday my little Sheltie babies were outside playing in the yard and running around and that. And uh, my one big boy, he likes to stop and just kind of look in the window at what we're doing while they're outside. By the time he came in the house, so Stu, he looked like a walking snowdrift. Here in the Madison area, we picked up a little bit more snow than I expected. I think the airport officially said close to two inches. Yeah, 1.8 inches at the airport. It wasn't nearly that much over here near Fond du Lac. You may have counted it to be about an inch. 
and other reports aren't all that heavy, but the little weak system did actually kick up a little more precipitation. Not that that was a, a big concern, just, oh, there we have a little snow. Now, the bigger change happens today. Again, a little bit of a snow chance around, but we are going to see the first of the cool fronts come through here today, and that's going to lead to some stronger winds. So temperatures start out quite cool, no doubt there, but they moderate very quickly today. In fact, warming up well above normal, but due to south winds, it will be strong, gusting at 30 and 35 miles per hour. It's going to feel chilly. It's not at all going to be a, a really warm day because of that wind holding on. What I'm talking about is a warm front moving in this morning and a cold front passing through on toward late afternoon and evening. May account for a little scattered snow in western Wisconsin late today or tonight. I expect a secondary front drops through here later Thursday, and it's behind that secondary cool front that the really cool air returns back down below normal to start the weekend. Sure, it stays drier at that point, but as it moderates a bit to wrap up the weekend, another chance of snow developing, I expect, as we move on through Sunday and into Sunday night, a new snowfall, and there may be some small accumulations could be seen. I'll have forecast details right after this. Ag Weather This Morning, brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial. Compure Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our unique perspective finds solutions to your challenges. And our specially trained financial team guides you every step of the way. Partner with us to make your goals possible. Compure.com. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Boost agriculture production in 2021 by optimizing operations with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the resources to identify energy efficiency upgrades and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All righty, Stu, let us know what we should prepare and dress for today. It sounds like you definitely want to kind of get that scarf and gloves and everything ready for the wind chills. Keep your ears covered. You know, our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update does call for more partly sunny skies and a windy day. Lacrosse and Boston may even have a few flurries or some light, light snow later this afternoon. We'll be in the low 30s. The south winds 5 to 15, gusting around 35. Partly cloudy, breezy yet tonight. We only fall back in the mid-20s, almost a normal daytime high, but the west winds, 10 to 20, they'll gust near 30. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, still breezy, and there could be some light snow later in the day as that second cool front drops in in the mid-30s with the west winds 8 to 18, gusting around 30, and that snow should end and the cold air slides in. Mostly sunny Friday, upper teens for highs, the northwest winds at 5 to 10, some clouds building in, still upper teens on Saturday, 
and into Packer Sunday. Pam, I expect we'll have some snow. Still a little unclear how much and exactly where and when, but I think uh, Saturday night, Sunday into Sunday night, snow, and there probably will be some accumulations in the state. So could be the snow bowl Sunday afternoon. Well, we'll see. It's only Wednesday. I'll let you muster up a little bit more on that one before we get to the end of the week, all right? All right, yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. All right, sounds good. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, see you then. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Don't forget, Compure Financial, your financial partner, committed to agriculture and rural America. You want to find out more, you want to get connected with a local office, which is all across our listing area, then pop on over to Compure.com. We are talking about precision agriculture. You know, we've got a lot of technology on today's farm that you may not even realize. We'll talk about what's coming new in 2021. That's coming your way before we finish it up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you, too, can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. Managing your business operations is complicated. Our talented treasury management team offers high-tech solutions that simplify, maximize operational efficiency, optimize cash flow, and reduce risk. Together, we'll achieve quantifiable results and transform your business. Stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions, lenders you know. Member FDIC, Equal Opportunity Lender. In Wisconsin, recent crash data show that someone is injured or killed in a crash involving an inattentive driver every 46 minutes. Cell phones usually make our lives easier, but when they're misused, serious harm can result. Drivers who read and send text messages while they drive endanger all of us and can cause catastrophic injuries. At Clifford and Rihala, we help people who have been injured by distracted drivers and we know how common that negligence is. Clifford and Rihala urges you, please don't text while you drive. By making smart choices on the road, you can protect yourself and help prevent crashes. If you've been injured by a distracted driver, call us. We'll help you. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. This looks like a car. It has tires, headlights, a hood, windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them, too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. 
just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Student away from home? You could get a significant auto insurance discount from Prairie Land Insurance. When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local, independent home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251-3009. Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our best is the very least we can do. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help regarding recent gun violence. On January 5th at 11.30 a.m. in the 900 block of Stewart Street, a man pointed a handgun and threatened to shoot property owners after being refused to be let in a business. The man then reholstered his gun and left in a white Ford sedan last seen southbound on Syene Road. On January 3rd, around 7 p.m., a woman was shot while in her car near the intersection of Egan Road and Lean Road. The shots were fired from another car and an MPD's violent crime unit is investigating. On New Year's Day morning, MPD officers responded to a local hospital for a report of a man with a gunshot wound to the stomach. The incident likely occurred on Madison's south side near Todd Drive and McDivitt Road. If you have any information regarding these recent gun violence incidents, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Brady would have his team thinking that way, uh, but we shall see. I got a, another tweet here from a guy, J8 Krebs, saying uh, a, a gif of a dog humping a lady, saying that's me talking about Brady's career. I mean, Tom Brady has got the stats and everything to back it up. I mean, he is a habitual winner. There's, there's nothing wrong with saying that. Aaron well, I mean, Rodgers has been, this is his fifth NFC title game. Tom Brady has been in, I can't even keep count anymore. Fourteen. You, you can talk up Tom Brady 14. in his career and all statistics, but there is a blueprint to beat him, and it's out there. And the Packers need to to obviously take that blueprint and use their personnel to play to that. Yeah, the like, question no is, one, will they be able to do it? No one's invincible, not even Tom Brady. I mean, yes, he's played in nine Super Bowls, but he still lost three. And maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe... Yeah, he's played a nine, but he's lost three. Maybe the Packers... <laughs> need to tell Tim Boyle to sit on the sideline. Maybe they'll quickly sign a, off the street an Eli Manning because he seems to be Tom Brady's kryptonite. Mm. I mean, there's only been two quarterbacks in the Super Bowl that have ever beat Tom Brady. It's Eli Manning, and can you name the other one? Mm, what was it? Nick uh, Foles. Nick, big, <laughs> big dong Nick. Unbelievable. Yeah, so, I mean... Wow. Yeah, Eli Manning. Maybe the Packers can come have him be a now, consultant. Eli Manning also had a lot of help from his defense. He did. He did. And that's one thing Tom Brady's always had too is a lot of help from his defense with the with the Patriots. I mean, they've always had just a just a monster of a defense. In fact, I mean, Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks should have beat Tom Brady too. Instead of handing the ball off to Marshawn Lynch, they threw the ball and what was it, Butler that picked oh, it I, off at the one yard line. Like 
I'll never understand that from Pete Carroll. Well, there's another statistic that's been floating around out there between the the Brady and the Rodgers comparisons when it's so when it always gets to the playoffs, and it was something like to the extent where Tom Brady's defense in his career in uh, playoff games was giving up like roughly 20 points a game. Yeah. Where Aaron Rodgers, the defense averaged up giving up like 30 points a game. So it was a huge difference in in the amount of points that the guys' defenses were giving up where you look at it and you go, 10 points is a lot of points in playoff games when it matters and that's it's a critical game you have to win. Oh, yeah, the Packers' defense in all the playoffs has just been just terrible until up until this point this year and besides 2010. It's just awful. And, yeah, they give up over 30 points. Tom Brady has always had a legit defense routing. I mean, you, that has to go into the story, too, of why Tom Brady is so good with these accolades. It's the defense. And you got to throw in Bill Belichick as well. I mean, that, the, the two minds, it's incredible. Well, that's why I think it's scary that Tom Brady, I know he's 43 now and he, he's not the same player he was even five years ago, but it's scary because Tampa Bay has so much talent, especially on offense and in particular parts of their defense. I mean, when you can trot out there, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, I mean, they got Gronk out of retirement. Yeah. I mean, they Cam Brate is a solid tight end. You'd love to have him on any Cameron other Brate's team. Cam Brate's a beast. I know O.J. Howard went down with an Achilles, but, I mean, that's three tight ends that are all pretty quality players right there. Yep, and they got some nice backs, too. Yeah, that's not even talking about Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones. Yeah, I Ronald mean, Jones is balling. They got a lot of pieces around Tom Brady in a nice, solid offensive line. That's why it's it's scary. Yeah. You can look at some of those Patriot teams that he's been on, and it would be like, okay, he's got Gronk, Julian Edelman. And that's about it. Yeah. Sprinkle a little, what, Danny Amendola? Was there a uh, Hogan? Like a bunch of guys who can't even remember their names? But he had but he had good defense. You got James White. Hell yeah. Wisconsin, what up? Now, they did have a really, really good offense when they uh, had Randy Moss. Yeah. And that Patriot team that went undefeated until the Super Bowl. Uh, Infofrost on Twitch says, I didn't look at what is the line at? Well, the line is at three and a half going to the Green Bay Packers and at Lambeau Field. And I think very slightly it was at four for a very short time yesterday. What's the line? Uh, three and a half, Big Mike. Thank you. Yeah, you look at the, the Packers here, and this is, this is exactly what I wanted. This is what I wanted. I want, don't you want to leave no doubt to be the best? You got to beat the best. To be the man, you got to beat the man. I would much rather lose. We'll say the Packers lose this game. I would much rather lose yeah. to a Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay team where they already embarrassed you the first time. Tom Brady's the GOAT, and if you didn't really put up a good fight, it makes sense, right? I could have... I would have ripped my hair out if I would have lost to Jared Goff with three pins oh, in his God. thumb. I know. Aaron Donald being, they say, at 50%. Uh, Cooper Cup not, not even playing. playing. Yeah, Them I being I banged been up sick. on the offensive line. Could you imagine losing that game? I would have been. That'd sick. be like losing to the New York Giants when they were fifteen and one. <laughs> Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. So it is going to be windy today. Wind chills suddenly a part of our forecast. Daytime highs today expected to be right around 33 degrees. The winds could gust up to 30 miles an hour or better around the state. Tomorrow, kind of the same thing. Partly sunny skies, 33 are expected high, again with gusty winds. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on uh, Wednesday, 20th day of January. 
inauguration, what everybody's going to be talking about. And indeed, on this day in 2009, Barack Obama sworn in as U.S. president, the country's first black president. Did you know that on this day back in 1949, the first inaugural parade was televised? And who was the president going in? Harry Truman. Back in 1949, they estimate that 10 million people were watching that televised inaugural parade. Also on this day in 1961, the Milton Marching Band was a part of the presidential inauguration. They were marching and performing on uh, the Capitol Square, and that was a 78-piece Milton Union High School band that performed during JFK's inauguration in Washington, D.C., Back on this day in 1961, and now you know. I want you to know, coming up in just moments, we're talking about precision agriculture. Uh, For folks that haven't been around a farm lately, you might be really surprised, if not outright shocked, at how much technology farmers are using today. From smartphone apps that help them uh, turn things on in the barn and keep things rolling, right on through to the robotics that help us milk our cows, or the technology in our tractor cabs that uh, help us precisely place every seed that we plant It's a part of today's agriculture, and there's more technology coming in 2021. We'll be talking about that in just a moment. You know, precision, unfortunately, cannot protect us from farm accidents, and that is something that a lot of our farm safety specialists want to address in 2021. That includes folks at the National Farm Medicine Center. But sometimes to address a problem, you need to really have an idea of the scope of that problem. And that creates a new problem, finding out that information. Do you know that there is really no way that anyone is tracking farm accidents, farm injuries in Wisconsin, let alone across the United States? So the National Farm Medicine Center is launching a campaign to try to change that. Melissa Plockelman with the National Farm Medicine Center says that they are going to begin to collect data through newspaper and media reports to try to get a better handle on just how many farm accidents, farm fatalities occur every year. We know that nowhere is there a national surveillance program being done. So we can't tell you for sure what farm incidents are happening the most often, how how often farm incidents and fatalities are actually happening, or what's really going on out there because there is no surveillance program. But what we have done here at the National Farm Medicine Center is we started a program called Ag Injury News. And you can find this online at aginjurynews.org. What we're doing is we are collecting every media story that says something about an incident in agriculture. It might be only an injury or it could be a fatality. But when you go on this website, you can look up all the agricultural incidents that are happening nationwide. So we have people scouring the media, finding these stories. And you can go on there and you can filter out your state. You can filter by specific incident. So we know from previous research that machinery is the number one cause of incident and fatality on farms in America. You can go on this website and you can filter out just machinery incidents And you can see how many of those incidents have happened in your area in the past year, two years, or three years. Now, we don't have a lot of 
um, information further back from about three years. But we continue to improve this, and we continue to add stories into the future. So you can go on weekly and find updated stories. Melissa Plockelman with the National Farm Medicine Center admits that pulling all this information together and presenting it to the general public is kind of a depressing story to tell. But she says until somebody pulls all this data together, there's no way to help educate farmers, their families, farm equipment manufacturers, farm safety specialists on what's causing all the accidents and the fatalities. This website that I'm speaking of today is a very sad website. It's a lot of injuries, fatalities. It's about farmers who lose their farms. But you know, Mm -hmm. if we don't do research and if we don't know what's going on out there, we don't know how to prevent it. So if we can collect these stories and find the number one incidents in our areas, we can educate those around us and we can start to prevent some of these incidents. We can prevent these injuries and fatalities. And that's what's so important. So with every media story that we put up on this website, we couple it with a preventative measure. We add a resource that can help to prevent this in the future. And if we don't know about it, we can't stop it. So that's why this, that's why this program, aginjurynews.org, is really so important. AgInjuryNews.org. That is the website that the National Farm Medicine Center is pulling together, bringing information about farm incidents, farm fatalities from across the United States, all together in one place. Melissa Plockelman with the National Farm Medicine Center. Just another example of how critical data has become for production agriculture today in this sense, just trying to make sure that we're operating more safely. We'll talk more about data in just a moment. Markets in overnight electronic trade this morning are a little depressing compared to where they were yesterday morning at this time. Right now, March corn's down 11 at 514, December corn down 7 at 447. Soybeans for March are down 27 cents at 1358. November beans are down 20 cents at 1169. July wheat's down a dime at 648. Yesterday, barrel cheese dropped a penny and a quarter to 156. 40 pound black cheese down three on Tuesday at $1.80. Double A butter, that went up. 11 and a half cents to a dollar 40 and a half. Fluid milk, I almost don't even want to tell you about. February milk is down 93 cents right now at 17.55 a hundredweight. March milk's down 68 cents at 17.93 a hundredweight. Our theme this morning is data and how critical it is in production agriculture today. Up next, more data technology coming to Wisconsin Farms. Talking with Brad Meyer from myagdata.com next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I don't know. You didn't do much driving this summer. Are those tires really ready for a Wisconsin winter? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for McFarland, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. Hey, they're ready to go. Their tire and service center is ready for your appointment now. Let's evaluate those tires before you end up in the pickers, huh? And it's easy to contact the folks at McFarland's, either online, mcfarlands.net, or don't forget about their talk text line, 608-643-3321. Let's take care of those tires today. You no longer have to hide your hands. Your hands have been taking care of everyone else. Isn't it time that you take care of your hands? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. 
Did you know there are several aesthetic treatments that help your hands look brighter, healthier, and more youthful? Treatments such as broadband light and chemical or laser peels help with tone, texture, and getting rid of those stubborn age spots. Skin-type procedures can smooth out wrinkles and fine lines, as well as add new collagen. Dermal filler, like Restylane Lift, is used to improve the volume in the back of the hands. The results are noticed immediately, giving you a fuller, more hydrated appearance. Most treatments can last over a year and are more affordable than you might think. Now you can show off your hands with confidence. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Recently, the U.S. Navy delivered tons of food to hungry people halfway around the world. But you could help someone in your own community simply by donating a can of soup. Last week, a Navy doctor saved the life of a total stranger. Just like you could by giving a pint of blood. The men and women of America's Navy do some amazing things to make the world a better place. So can you. Whether it's by donating food or simply giving time, right in your own backyard. Brought to you by America's Navy. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know, if you haven't been involved in production agriculture or visited a farm recently, you might be surprised, even impressed, at the amount of technology that the average Wisconsin farm is using today. Whether it's a software program that helps us feed our livestock properly, or whether it's precision technology that helps us place every seed exactly where we want it. Uh, know what every acre of our fields are yielding. Well, that's the kind of technology we're talking about today. Uh, Brad Meyer can tell you even more about the technology coming down the road. He is a client engagement specialist with myagdata.com, and they are in partnership with TopCon to make sure that this precision technology makes farmers' lives easier and hopefully saves them a little bit more money. Brad, tell me a little bit about MyAgData.com. Yeah, so MyAgData has been uh, working with the USDA for a number of years um, to report acres directly to the USDA. So uh, you can think of MyAgData as kind of the, the turbo tax, but for crop reporting, okay? And um, we are very excited for 2021 because... Um, all the work that we've done with the USDA is is going to yield some some pretty um, big results for the American farmer because they'll be able to actually report their acres electronically this year. Um, you know, before in the past, you'd have to go to the FSA office. You might have to sit down with a technician there, draw on paper maps, and report those acres and certify it at the FSA office. So now you could uh, log on to my data. And you could report um, from the comfort of your home. You know, you could sit in your bathrobe and, and send over that information directly to the USDA. A oh, whole lot faster, a whole lot faster. Help people understand a little bit, Brad, about how agriculture is as far as technology. I mean, I think that many, many people that are not connected with agriculture still imagine bib overalls, a toothpick in your mouth. Today's farmers engage in a lot of technology, don't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're using precision ag now, um, so the degree of accuracy to which you're actually uh, planting your acres has changed dramatically. 
Um, you know, just to kind of use an example, you know, the government might say a field is 100 acres, but in fact, they're only maybe planting 95 of those acres. So the degree of accuracy has changed quite considerably over the last even five years. So, you know, that's, that's one of the added benefits of, you know, this platform is because you could actually save money on your crop insurance premiums by reporting what you actually plant versus what the government's telling you. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit more about that because people have to understand these are systems that lean and rely on each other. FSA now looking to possibly rely on this electronic uh, acreage reporting. But like we said, there's a lot of different parties that are involved in wanting to know about this data. Um, Absolutely, and, you know, we work with a a number of different um, precision ag companies. Uh, We've got some partnerships with TopCon that we're working with directly. Um, we can also, the nice thing about my data is we're, we're pretty much colorblind though. So we don't care, you know, which track you're, you're using. It could be green, red, blue, whatever. We don't really care. We're just bringing in that data. We're, we're analyzing it and, and creating an output to which is usable by the government. Now, speaking of the government, they have certain requirements that I'm sure that they have put forward that my ag data had to meet to allow these kinds of platforms. Uh, for example, the Risk Management Agency, RMA, what are their requirements as far as uh, this type of technology, and does my ag data provide that? Yep. So actually, uh, just to kind of take one step back, um, the, the president signed um, a COVID relief bill back in the, the last a um, couple days in December there, and in that it created uh, you know the, the omnibus which which has you know funding for the government for the next year, and in that that's where that language came in to actually accept the electronic acreage reporting. So that electronic acreage reporting, um, they have 120 days to finish it up. Um, the FSA office were working on a piece on their end, and now you know that's going to kind of finish up, and we'll see that being accepted probably uh, I think within 100 days now at this point. Um, so, you know, the RMA, FSA, everybody's kind of working in tangent with this kind of release and to make sure that everybody's got the, uh, the same um, rules and requirements to accept that data. In case you're just joining us, this is Brad Meyer. He is the client engagement specialist with My Ag Data, and they are working in with partnerships like TopCon, a uh, precision ag company that is right here in Wisconsin providing farmers with this kind of opportunity. Now, obviously, everybody's going to jump to, all right, fine. What do I have to do today then to be ready when they've completed all of that uh, harmonious workout in Washington, D.C., Brad, in case I want to jump on immediately? Yep, so we've got a couple different ways you can do it. Um, one way is if you've got a uh, TopCon membership through TAP, you know, you can link that connection and it'll bring that data from TAP into MyAgData. The other way to do it is to sign up to MyAgData.com and register as a user. Once you're registered as a user, we can uh, bring in that precision ag data, uh, whichever company that you're using, and you can actually bring that in through a USB stick or a cloud connection. And once that's that data is loaded in, then once we get to the point where it's sending that data, you just click the submit button. Um, the, the nice thing about my ag data is we don't resell the data to anybody else, so it is truly your data, and it's secure as well.
That was going to be the next question is how how secure is it and is it protected? Well, then, if that's the case, tell me a little bit more about the investment for this kind of convenience, Brad, because any grower that's uh, listening recognizes that it seems like those reports are always due at a time when you're already so very busy. So being able to essentially push one button and submit is an outstanding opportunity. But what's the investment for the convenience? Um, well, I mean, we have a per uh, report fee on our side. Uh, that's usually about $80 a report. But um, just to kind of bring in that data, you know, you, we can do that cloud connection that we talked about. Um, with that cloud connection, we're bringing in data twice a day. So you don't even really have to touch you know, the uh, MyAg data report until you get all the way done with planting. So, I mean, from an investment standpoint, if you've got the tools uh, necessary, you've got the precision ag on the planter, and you've got the cloud connection, we can bring that data in, and it it just works on our end, and we can push that data out. Well, and like you said, uh, this is precision technology we're talking about. So all of those assumed acres that you see on the aerial maps that in reality are not being used, that's where the savings come in. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the, the savings on crop insurance, I mean, we have done studies in the last, you know, eight years, and we've seen a reduction, an overall reduction of 5%. So, I mean, if you're talking the average farmer, I mean, 5% reduction on their crop insurance is, is pretty significant, I think. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. So once uh, we get in the groove of reporting our acres electronically through something like My Ag Data and uh, TopCon, what what's on the horizon? Where I mean, we never are going to just take one step, Brad. It seems like when we take a leap like this, we're going to take many steps after. What else do you see coming down the pipe? Yeah, so the next thing that I see is, you know, harvest data. You know, obviously planting big, you know, that's been our focus for several years. But also bringing in that harvest data to be able to help report to your crop insurance company, that, that's pretty big. So you'll be able to do that as well, too. Uh, we're working with our partnership with TopCon to do integrated green carts as well. So you'll be able to see that information directly in the platform as well. So, you know, you'll basically be able to have in one area, you're planting and harvest data all in one spot. That is fantastic. And to know that it'll work with any machine, uh, regardless of color, as you said, and that you guys are protecting that information. That's the other part that farmers have to ask themselves those questions. Yep. I mean, since we, uh, my guess is the only company, the only third-party company that's directly tied into the USDA, we have the, stringent, the most stringent um, data privacy um, user agreements in the industry right now. So, again, we don't sell that data to anybody else. Your data is truly your data. So, Yeah, and that security getting to be a bigger and bigger issue for production farmers. Thanks, Brad. Brad Meyer is a client engagement specialist with MyAg Data. They are working in partnership with TopCon to make that kind of precision technology available to farmers to hopefully make their life a little easier and like Brad pointed out, hopefully save them a little money as well. Want to find out more? Best way to do it is online. Tap.